Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Dr. Ken Anderson. Dr. Anderson is a faculty member at Providence Baptist College and teaches our personal finance and church finance courses, as well as many others. And Brother Anderson has been talking to us about uh, uh, financial decisions, budgeting, and uh, just uh, general wisdom when it comes to finances. And uh, I appreciate you uh, coming in. But sure. today's topic, Brother Anderson, will be a little bit different, uh, changing gears a little bit away from the finances and talking about uh, your experience on staff as an assistant pastor um, at Northwest Bible Baptist Church. And part of the responsibility of any staff person is to recruit volunteers for ministry because right. you've got a particular job to do uh, and you can't do it alone. You need volunteer help. And ultimately, that's that's how a church operates. Sure. A church shouldn't operate only because it pays staff members to do that right. job. It should be a group effort where everybody gets together. But it, it presents a unique challenge for you to go out and hunt and recruit for people uh, to, you know, to get a job done. And so, Brother Anderson, could you give us a breakdown of the different things you've been involved in in your 27 years as an associate pastor at Northwest Bible Baptist Church? What what? What aspects of the ministry have you been involved in? Well, in terms of recruitment, I should clarify here, when we're looking for volunteers, Northwest Bible Baptist Church is blessed by having a lot of people who will volunteer to yes, do sir. certain things. But in some of the ministries, it's not volunteering, it's drafting. You have to draft okay. somebody to do that. So there's a distinguishing thing okay. there. And it's harder to draft than it is to get volunteers. So maybe I was a little that's, generous no, by calling yes, them were, volunteers. Yeah, huh? yeah that's, a, that's a kind <laughs> term. But uh, for instance, the Sunday school, Yes, sir. Uh, bus ministry, uh, two obvious places where you need a lot of volunteers. Yes, sir. Um, choir, some mm -hmm. music, special music way back when, so other kinds of things. Now, uh, we have a lot of ministries where we, we do need volunteers or do need draftees, and we're talking about addictions ministry. We're talking about King's Kids, Stepping Stones for Mary Joab Shendick for the nursery. I mean, a host of the ministries uh, need volunteers or need draftees. So I've been, been fortunate enough to be involved in a number of those, both on a volunteer basis where people are coming, very few, and a drafting basis, we have to go out and draft them to do that. So, Sure. So you're in a situation, you're in charge of maybe it's the choir, maybe it's special music, maybe it's the bus ministry, and you, you'd like to start a new route uh, on the bus ministry, and you need the manpower, and you're not going to steal from other bus routes. Right. Maybe you could, maybe one or two workers, but you, you need more fresh blood sure. uh, to help work that ministry. What are the steps that you follow? Well, yeah, and David, not just with the bus ministry, but any ministry where you're looking for people, um, personal observation, number one, okay. where you're personally looking for people for, to fill a particular niche in a ministry, mm -hmm. personally observing that, asking others to observe for you. For instance, if we're talking choir, um, asking people if they can sing themselves, carry a tune, however you want to phrase that, that's the start. Or when they're, sit when they're sitting or standing in the congregation, hey, are there people sitting next to you? or behind you that seem to be carrying a tune. So you ask others to help in that respect is also. So, so you send spies yeah. out into the congregation. Well, exactly <laughs> right, yeah. And just getting to know people. I mean, yeah. getting to know people sitting down at lunch or going to their home, asking them about their background, what they like to do, what they don't like to do, what they've done before. You get a handle on their interests. And by the way, it's a lot easier to vol get volunteers or draftees when they're interested in a particular area. If they're sure. interested in children, it can be a whole lot easier to get them to volunteer for a Sunday school class with kids or a bus ministry than it is if they're not, or if they're just, uh, you know, whatever. So that, that's part of it. So um, yourself, personal observation, knowing other people, getting others to look for you. Some other things. Um, when we have new members, 
Uh, mm -hmm. they're, after, they're, uh, after they join the church, there's a questionnaire that's given to them, and it asks about their personal background and things of that nature. It also asks for their interest in or experience or knowledge or skills or talent in certain areas. Okay. And there's a list of maybe 20 different subjects there. And those then are funneled to the appropriate ministry director of this person at least got an interest in or experience in this kind of ministry. Okay. And that's another source of, quote, leads, if you want to use it that way. Sure. So, but let me mention up front, if you do find uh, um, someone that you think might be qualified to serve in a ministry, the most important thing you need to do up front is you talk to the pastor first before you even approach somebody about volunteering or you're trying to draft them or recruit them into a ministry, get the preacher's approval. Now, in the small church, that may not be a problem. The preacher knows everybody, but in the larger church, you're going to have to give him as much detail as you can about them, uh, their background, their salvation, their baptism, how long they've been a member, things of that nature, so he gets to know them. And once he's approved, not approved them to get into the ministry, but approved them to approach them, then you, it's time to approach them. Okay. And it always helps to use uh, third-party influence. Um, so, you know, David, I was talking to a preacher about, uh, about some additional help in our bus ministry. And the preacher thought that you might be an ideal candidate to help out in our bus ministry. Maybe not permanent, maybe not full-time, but maybe even on a temporary basis. And he asked me to come to you and just explore whether you're interested in doing that. So you use the pastor's credibility sure. in approaching someone. And by virtue of preacher having approved you're approaching someone, he has, in essence, given you the approval to mention his name. So you're not lying. You're not <laughs> lying. Exactly right. No, yeah. You're not even pushing the envelope. No, I mean, yeah. you know, but he was the preacher's influence. Now, another sure. way is the pastor, during his message or during announcements even, mm -hmm. is or, or other times during the service, is publicizing or promoting certain ministries in which there is a need. Okay. He can devote whole sermons to that. He can just add to that. Boy, we really need somebody. Another one is testimonies. You can ask for personal testimonies of somebody that's serving in this ministry or that ministry uh, and ask them to give a testimony on the number of souls they've seen saved, the lives they've seen uh, salvaged by the ministry that they're working in. And that testimony, it can be encouraging to other people to volunteer for that as well. I will mention something particular to children's ministries. Whether it's a bus ministry or a child's Sunday school class or even King's Kids or Stepping Stones that involve children, it's, also, it's always very important to do one of two things or both things. One, in some churches, they actually run background checks done by an outside agency sure. to check their criminal record, check their arrest, check whatever it is to find out if there's something in the closet there that you need to know about, skeletons okay. in the closet. If you don't do that, by the way, that costs money to do that. That's mm -hmm. an appreciable amount of money. But lacking that, at least a background questionnaire that we've used for many, many years, that, you know, not just their rank and their serial and their host horsepower, but actually asks if they have ever been involved in the children's ministry before, asks they've been, uh, if they've ever been arrested for or uh, convicted of any criminal activity, especially those involving children. And you know what? Some of that, they can lie on that if they want. Mm -hmm. But some people say, you know, I just prefer not to do that. But at least a church has shown due diligence. So if there is a molestation problem in the future, the church can always go back and say they completed that questionnaire. Sure. And they can be accused of fraud then, fraudulently uh, uh, giving the information to the church, which is false. At least we've done our due diligence. And if there's a lawsuit, probably going to go against them, not the church, because we have done that due diligence. So very important having to do with the child's ministry well, especially. And it may cost some money to do a background check, but can you imagine the ultimate cost if something were to happen oh, sure. and a child was offended yep. in some way? Yep. Good grief. 
you know, the Bible says it's better for a millstone to be hanged upon yeah, the person's exactly neck. Right. And the church that was negligent yep. in checking the background of these sure. individuals, just as guilty possibly mm-hmm. too. Yep. So, okay. One of the other things I mentioned was a lot of people don't want to commit themselves, uh, uh, you know, to something full-time at least. You ought to make them aware of something, how, what's going to be involved in the ministry and the work you're asking them to help out on. Uh, but they might not be willing to give a full-time commitment. So another avenue to use is, you know, could you just help out during our spring program or just during our fall program, during this time when we need some extra help? Okay. Or could you help out during the summer? We lose a lot of students during that time. People are on vacation. Could you help out in this ministry during the summer at least? Mm-hmm. And what they're doing then is they're not they're not signing in to a permanent obligation. Sure, yeah. But this is just for the summer. This is just for six weeks. I a can do that. Limited time. Yeah, so yeah. it's a limited time. And you know what? We're praying during that whole time. By the way, prayer before you approach somebody, prayer after you approach somebody, prayer during that whole time is very important. But they might fall in love with the kids. They might fall in love with the ministry during that part-time experience. Yeah. Just part-time. So that's very important also. Um, so we've, 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 We've identified some, we see the need. We've identified somebody that could possibly fill that need. We've gone to the pastor and now we've approached them. Right. And in some cases, we might want to use baby steps to right. grow them exactly into right. the ministry. Yes. Um, are there some, obviously, sometimes you'll be, the response is not, yes, I'll get involved in the ministry. It's some kind of an excuse Thank or you. something like you that. You brought that back to my mind. Is that, that what was, it was? That was my senior moment. Okay, perfect. You're always, well, I can't say always. In most cases, you're going to face objections. Okay. And finding the real objection is the key because sometimes they have a smoke screen because they don't want to admit. Um, I really don't. Brother Anderson, I appreciate that. I'd love to serve, but you know what? I really don't have enough time. Full-time job, work sometimes overtime. Saturdays, I got, you know, work to do at the house, around the house. I got to spend time with my family. Da, 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 da. False, false, false. You need to figure out an answer to that without embarrassing them because they do have time. Sure. They really do have time if they budget yeah. their time for their family, for their work, and so on. So that's one. Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm not outgoing enough. I could never do that, uh, you know, whatever. Again, they're, they're, they might have a, uh, you know, complex of some sort, but you know what? You can work your way around that. So too shy, I'm not extroverted, I'm introverted, you know, kind of thing like that. So there are always those excuses. Um, they never want to admit that they're selfish. I'm selfish in my time. I'm selfish in my money. So they'll usually come up with another thing. Sure. You need to get to the bottom of that. But you, once you figured out a way around that without embarrassing them, but showing them that, yes, I recognize what you're saying. However, here's the way we can compensate for that. So what would a conversation like that sound like? So you approach me about serving in the bus ministry, and I say, man, Brother Anderson, I love to. I love the bus ministry, and I love to see all those kids coming to church and get saved and baptized. But on Saturday, I, I got to mow my lawn. And what, how would you go about, like, you dummy, <laughs> you can mow it on Monday. <laughs> how would you go about tactfully giving them an alternative? Sure. Well, okay. Um, you know what? In our bus ministry, we have two avenues of service, and most of our bus workers serve both. Mm-hmm. One is you visit on Saturday for maybe three hours or so, uh, and also ride the bus on Sunday, sometimes just morning, sometimes afternoon. Sure. Now, we have some people who are, it's impossible to ride the bus on Sunday because they teach another Sunday school class or have a ministry conflict. However, they can visit on the bus routes on Saturday. We have some who it's impossible to visit on Saturday because they work on Saturday, but they can ride the bus on Sunday. So if it's either or, 
because of an obligation, that's fine. But in terms of your mowing the lawn on Saturday, you know what? You come to a bus meeting at uh, 9, uh, 9 o'clock and you're out there knocking doors at 10. We're just asking to serve at least at 1 o'clock. So still daylight at 1 o'clock? Sure it is. 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, mow your lawn in the afternoon after you get home. <laughs> and a lot of them, unfortunately for backslidden people, you know what? That'll take away my time with the family. Mm -hmm. I need to spend that time on Saturday with my family. Well, let me think. You work a nine-to-five type job, Monday nights. You don't phrase it this way, but you know what? You ever think about Monday nights, devoting that as family time, or Tuesday nights? Of course, Wednesday you're all going to the church. How about Thursday night? Now, if you don't go out soul winning, how about Thursday night with the family? Or Friday, mm -hmm. or even Saturday and later. So there's family time. Sure. You've got time, instead of doing whatever you normally would do, and I'm not saying that you're watching TV every time you get home <laughs> at night or doing yeah. things of that nature, but there's enough time to spend with your wife and with your family so you don't have to take the time away from them to spend in the ministry. And it's an investment in lives there also. So usually these objections are going to be time-related yeah. or people just blame their time, I suppose. Yeah. And there's cases, always some underlying yeah, issue. Yeah, and, and selfishness is part of that. Some really do think they don't have time. Yeah. But they're selfish of their time. They don't want to spend time on the ministry. They'd rather do watching TV or something else. Now, there are certain requirements um, that preacher has established for work in any ministry or this ministry particularly. Okay. You know, before you even approach them, they're saved, they're baptized, they're church members. Mm -hmm. Depending on the ministry, they've been members of the church for at least six months or a year, during which time you have the chance to observe how faithful they are to attending morning, evening, Wednesday, etc. how faithful they might be to giving. You don't ask what they're tithing. You just ask the financial secretary, does it look like these people are tithing, you know, mm. that kind of nature. So you get a feeling for that. Yeah, in just personal conversation, you know, about family devotions, things of that nature. They ought to be spending time in first family devotions, mm. having a personal lifestyle. You know, you can tell by the way they dress probably on Sundays, uh, but you try and gear into the, those are general requirements. Then, of course, particular requirements for a ministry like choir. Can you carry a tune? Now, hopefully, before you've gone too far, you've plunked out a few notes on the piano to find out if they can match the tone. Yeah. But yeah, after they've said, okay, on what, whatever basis, that's fine, and they agree to the requirements, and some require you to sign a form saying you agree to these requirements, some don't, then you go back to the preacher and say, hey, they said yes. Awesome. Yeah. And obviously all these requirements, uh, they, they come from the pastor. Oh, you bet. Everything comes from the pastor. Because you came from the position of the pastor to even ask them in the first Correctly. place. Right. And so, once again, now, now that you've agreed to do this, these are the requirements yeah. by, from the pastor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that third party again. Yeah, and let's expand on that, David, a little bit. Because, unfortunately, some people who are overzealous in recruiting volunteers forget this step. We've already mentioned that, but it bears repeating. If you go to someone without getting preacher's approval to approach them to start with, mm. and you bring that down to the logical end, and then you're, you've asked them about serving the ministry, yes, they can do it, and so on. Then you go back to the preacher and say, you know what, so-and-so asked their, said they'd be happy to participate in this ministry. And the preacher knows something about them that you don't. Mm. And he knew something about them that you didn't at the beginning, which he could have told you. But now you're going to say, nope, uh-uh. He's not necessarily going to tell you the problem, but no, it's not time. They're not, they're not qualified. They're no whatever, whatever the reason is. Mm -hmm. Then you have to go back to the person and say, say what? Yeah. Say the preacher said no. You never uh -huh. want to do that. That's no. an absolute no-no. So you are sunk at that point. To save your embarrassment, save their embarrassment, save the preacher's embarrassment in absentia. You never want to do that. Always get the approval up front to approach 
and by virtue of his approach, then if they meet all the requirements, then the approval is there, and then you notify him of that. So very important. With as many ministries as you were involved in um, as an associate pastor at the church, were you always on the hunt for more recruits? Oh, yes, always. <laughs> you never you never know, let it rest. You you're were always, always looking for You're something. always going to lose people. You're going to lose backslidden people. Sure. You're going to lose people who move away. You're going to lose people who uh, have financial problems, have to work extra jobs, and so on. So you're always going to be losing people in any ministry. So you always got to be on the hunt to have someone there. It's always to have more people than you need because you're always going to lose some. So you're always looking to maintain a full arsenal there. Thanks so much for sure. joining us, Brother Anderson. And uh, you can catch Brother Anderson's other conversations with me uh, in the description below. Click on those links. And uh, what a wealth of information uh, that he is. And uh, we'll only need to do this again, Brother Anderson. Sometime. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us and tuning in.